Hello and welcome to the Joyfully Raising Grands podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lee, and we're so glad that you joined us today. The Joy-Filled Brand podcast and membership is geared towards grandparents raising grandchildren with a focus on community, resource, and love. We hope to shine a light on the positive actions we can take every day to become our best selves, serve our grandchildren well, and find joy every day. We are always up to something, and you can always find out what we're up to at lauraleellc.com. We're on Instagram at lauraleellc or Facebook at lauralee. We would love to connect with you. On today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to Sandy Schwartz. Sandy is the founder and director of Echo Happiness Project, author of the parenting book, Finding Echo Happiness, fun nature activities to help your kids feel happier and calmer, and she is the co-author of the children's book, Sky's Search for Echo Happiness. She is a journalist specializing in parenting, environmental, and wellness topics. Her mission is to inspire and educate families to build nature habits to feel happier and calmer. Her work has been featured in the Washington Post, Authority Magazine, Very Well Family, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Scary Mommy, and more. She began her career at the United States Environmental Protection Agency and the National Academy of Sciences. She has a bachelor's in environmental studies from the George Washington University, a master's in government, educational focus from Johns Hopkins University, and specialization certificate in foundations of positive psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. Sandy splits her time between Florida and New Jersey with her husband and two school-aged children. My conversation with Sandy today gives us all so many great ideas for spending time with our grants while building nature habits that further develop joy and peace. I am so glad, Sandy, that you're here. Thank you for your time today. I'm excited to introduce you to our audience. You have just wonderful words of wisdom to share. Why don't you get us started? Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you are giving back to the world. Hi, well, it's great to be here. My name is Sandy Schwartz and I'm with the Eco Happiness Project, which is basically an entity that I created. I started off with a a different blog years ago called Happy Science Mom. And the premise was really to pull together positive psychology tools to help us feel, deal with uh, mental health and stress and anxiety and, and sadness. And so, but my background going back to high school and then college and my early career was in the environment. So after six years of being more of a generalist in, in positive psychology, and, and by, by the way, positive psychology is focusing on mindfulness gratitude, volunteerism, spending time in nature and experiencing awe, all of these very positive entities that we can bring into our lives to feel better and to improve our, our, our well-being. And then I eventually ended up focusing more and more on the nature piece and realizing that a lot of people were working on it in like separate in their silos. And my goal is to bring that information all together to to, so that people could understand how nature and, and spending time outside and decorating your home with natural elements, I mean, anything involving nature, how that can improve our mental health and well-being, and especially for our kids. And especially, 
um, the last few years when, you know, we've been locked inside (laughs) with the pandemic, with kids stuck on screens and the increase in stress and, and other mental health, you know, we, we keep hearing about it and it's not just kids, it's all of us. So I really love to share the fact that nature is this treasure. It's free. It's right out there outside your window, go and explore and enjoy it. And, and the really cool thing for me is my background is in science communications and really being able to reach out to people to help them in the the public understanding of science. So everything that I talk about has science backing to it, right? It's not just, you know, an idea that, that doesn't have that, the research behind it. And, and to me, that was what was so wonderful about bringing together all the work that's being done in this area to show the studies so that we can, that we can enjoy and then find fun ways to enjoy nature together as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. What would you say in the early days, what drove you in this direction? I'm always curious as to how people ended up in the careers and, and doing the, the wonderful things that they do. What was that for you? So there are two major moments in my life that pointed me in this direction. The first was in 10th grade, uh, cleaning up a dirty New Jersey river in my, in my hometown, being part of a, a nature defense environmental club. So that was the moment when my eyes opened to say, oh my, you know, the planet is kind of dirty and I want to protect it. So I went on, I, that during, with that club, we did cleanups and we taught younger children about recycling programs. And this just became my passion. And so I went on to college as an environmental studies major. I thought I was going to be an environmental lawyer, but things kind of uh, just, twisted and turned a little bit. And I ended up more in this realm of um, environmental communications. I worked for the consulting firms, the Environmental Protection Agency, National Academy of Sciences. And I really learned there again, that concept of educating people about science and, and, and how it can help them. So that was all going on in the background of my career. At the same time, I was dealing with stress and anxiety, and I could go back as a child remembering upset stomachs, you know, at birthday parties, before school, being, you know, sweaty palms in math class. And this really blossomed, you know, to to issues through college and beyond. And especially the real trigger was dealing with infertility um, in, in and actually also uh, preterm labor and having to be hospitalized during my first pregnancy. So ru- a rough go of uh, you know the pregnancies and all that and postpartum anxiety, which I didn't even know was a thing until years later after I experienced it and realized that between all the hormones and, and all the stress, my body was just an overdrive. So all of that, I kind of turned to what are the, how can I address this? You know, how can I still be, a present mom and, and dealing with these, you know, mental health issues. And like, I ended up kind of turning again to the positive psychology world and then nature, you know, and it's really fascinating to me that I came full circle back to, to my, the beginning of, of my interest. I think that, um, at least for me, the term positive psychology seems like cold and stark when in reality, what that is is this really giving wonderful um, way to experience the world i know that you gave us a description of positive psychology how do you how do you find that spot well i actually 
I, I did get a certificate and I didn't major in it. I, I majored in the, in life. Right. And, and what happened was, you know, Great. life. Yeah. Because, you know, you major when you're what 17, 18, you want to major in whatever it is. And at that time it was environmental studies. I mean, what did that even really mean? And to think that, you know, all those years later, now I'm, I'm looking at the environment as a tool for health and well-being. Like I, that wasn't even something that was discussed back then in college. It, it's don't, you know, and so, I mean, I still, I'm very passionate about protecting the planet. And I think it all goes hand in hand because if we don't have a beautiful park to go to, then we won't be able to experience those incredible calming feelings being there. So, you know, my overall big bottom line message is we have to also fight to protect our planet so that we can, we can feel better. You know, I want people to realize that it helps them feel happier and calmer and for our kids. And it's almost like this, this, this amazing resource that's available to us, mostly free. Right. And, and mostly most people can access it. I mean, sometimes it's challenging if you're in a city or, but it's there. And like, to realize the incredible benefits and, and, and so much family bonding that goes along and creativity and curiosity. And so for me, it was like learning, navigating my own life to figure out, to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about building a nature habit. Some of our listeners may not know. So let's talk about what a nature habit is. Sure. So the way I describe it is that if you add a little bit of something to your life every day, it's better than, you know, doing it once in a while, right? Like if you're in, if you're knowledgeable about um, mindfulness and yoga, you know, that that's pretty hot topic in the last, you know, decade or so. And they always say oh, meditation. Okay. With meditation, they say it's better to meditate, you know, a couple minutes, five minutes every day than hours and hours and hours, you know, once a month or once a week, it's, it's the same thing. Like, are you going to brush your teeth, you know, every twice a day, or are you going to do it, you know, once a month, there's a big difference, you know, if you think of it that way. So spending time in nature is also like a medicine. It's something that can be so beneficial. So why not add, sprinkle it in to your everyday life. And so people, Oh, how am I going to do that? I'm already so busy. I'm stressed. And the fact is, is there's just little simple tricks that we can incorporate into our routine and to start with what you already are doing and love. So I'm not asking someone who has never, you know, is just not into being outside at all to go camping or hiking. Like that, that's not where you start. It's so much of it is about being mindful. You know, do you exercise? Okay. Well, maybe instead of being in a dark windowless room on a treadmill, you'll go outside for a walk. And when you're outside on the walk, be sure to be mindful of what you're seeing, you know, the leaves and feeling the breeze and the, the smells and the, the birds chirping. That's where it all comes in is to really engage our senses. That's where the benefit lies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. You know, for me, one of the things when I when I think about um, a nature habit, and this is kind of an, just an interesting thing, I, I can remember. I think one of the times in my life that I feel most connected is when I am running barefoot. Like I think that I am much more aware 
right, of just circumstance, where I am, what's around me, what my surroundings are. I think that as a kid, I probably spent a lot of time barefoot. Yeah. And me. think of all the negative habits we have, like maybe, you know, Hey, it's a new year still like uh swap a, a, a negative habit for a positive one, like, like nature. And, and this can be having a meal outside once a week, you know, or walking. If you have, if you're, if you have the ability to walk somewhere near your home, like I can walk to my local library. And, and when I do that, I feel so like, great, you know, I can actually walk somewhere I'm not, and I'm in the suburbs. So to be able to do that, it's, it's a rewarding, positive experience. And there's a beautiful lake around the library. So I'll go for the walks there. Very nature, you know, infused environment. So, so yeah, it's really like looking at your current daily life patterns and seeing how you can weave in some nature. Yeah. And they don't always have to be big or extravagant things. You had mentioned earlier, most of these items are just free to do. I know Lily and I, when the weather's nice enough, it is not uncommon for us to take a blanket and throw it out in the front yard and have lunch out there or, you know, that sort of thing once a week or in the, in the summer times. You had talked a little bit about the science behind this. Do you want to dig into why nature is so beneficial for both kids and adults? Sure. And one of the big reasons that it kind of comes down to, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, is that nature is an all-encompassing sensory experience. So there are separate you know, research studies that look at how we react to sounds and scents and, um, and textures, and nature offers all of this. Okay. So for example, um, one of the tricks, if you're having a panic attack is to, uh, touch like five different textures to look, you, you know, use all your senses. And these are healthy distractions that will cut, you know, just cut that, you know, the fear and the worries that are going on in your, in your brain. So nature, I mean, you can do this with, with not unnatural items, but nature just kind of gives you that ability to do, to do it. And it's even a stronger response. And then there's science behind it, even to the point where people who spend time walking in the woods, their cortisol levels, I mean, they will take their cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. And they'll be able to determine, like they'll see the results that before, during, and after there's different levels of cortisol. When you are immersed in nature, your stress level goes down, your blood pressure goes down. And then all of the emotional responses, you know, well, they will interview people and say, you know, they'll give them these surveys, you know, and how did you feel before you went on the boat? How did you feel after? How about, you know, before and after uh, a nature art project and all of these studies just prove what we kind of already know innately that nature just makes us feel better. So um, there was a big study in 2019 that ultimately determined, you know, people wanted to know, well, how much time do I have to engage with nature? You know, I'm too busy. And the end result was about 20 minutes a day. So I, you know, I think that we can all, and, and it's, I know it's challenging depending on where you live and the season, but I will also say, I happened to actually, I just wrote a blog post about virtual nature and this whole, they're studying virtual reality. And if you haven't done that yet, actually, I was at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So um, a few years ago where we were immersed in 
an ocean environment using virtual na- uh, virtual reality. It was incredible. Wow. I mean, you really felt like you were work- walking on the ocean floor and the animals are swimming by, the, the sea creatures, the whales, the fish. And they, they found that even that, you know, even looking at a screen, looking out the window, looking at a painting, all of that, anything that has this natural imagery does help us feel more soothing. You know, it's soothing to us. Wow. Yeah. So even if you're stuck inside, you know, you, you can paint and put it up, you know, in your room, you can look at, there's these, you know, incredible videos that you can find of like flowers blooming, mm-hmm. you know, that they, uh, uh, rain fall i mean it's just that the noise the sounds it's just it, it's incredible how soothing it is so you know try different things you know try uh if you can't get outside get to your window if you can't do that get to a screen i mean i'm not saying sit on all day obviously being outside is better than the screen but there is a difference between looking at like a building versus nature yeah no doubt about that This is such a great conversation with Sandy, but let's take a quick break for our sponsors. We are so excited to be bringing you the Joyfully Raising Grands Grand Family Nation, which opens on March 1st. As I mentioned last week, this membership community is just getting started, and we are holding space for you and your grand family. This community is built in a private Facebook group for now, where members can freely interact with me and each other on all topics related to raising grandchildren in a positive and caring way. Each month, there's a guest expert meetup held in a live interactive format where members can listen in, ask questions, and discuss these topics. And there's a monthly family night, which will also be a live virtual gathering with a range of collaborative activities. The family night event is built as a way for grandfamilies to spend time together and with each other, engaged in games, crafts, or other fun activities. Both the expert guest meetups and the family nights are recorded and videos are available to members. The membership also gets what we call Joy Gems, short conversations with podcast guest experts that are only available to the membership. The Joyfully Raising Grands Grand Family Nation membership community is a place where grand families can join hands and hearts to come together. We offer this community for the benefit of combined resources to increase joy, boost competence, raise confidence, and enhance family connections. Our community desires to decrease the stress, anxiety, and isolation sometimes involved in the huge responsibility of raising our precious grandchildren. I hope to see you there when membership opens on March 1st. And the Joyfield Subscription Box store is open. Find the monthly subscription box at myjoyfield.com. You won't be disappointed in a small investment in you each month. You had mentioned that you have some suggestions or some ways that nature activities can help grand families bond. Do you want to speak to that? I do. And I think that a lot of the different activities you know, they're engaging and they're healthy. So one example, I think would be volunteering together. You know, that alone, um, there's so much research, you know, benefits showing that volunteerism, community service is good for our mental health, our physical health, depending on what you're doing. And so this is a great way for grandparents and grandkids to get involved. 
I know that one time I couldn't go. So my mom took the kids to a local farm where they were doing what's called a gleaning project where the farm has like extra produce and you pick it and then it gets donated to like a local food bank. And I was actually kind of disappointed. I missed that day, but I, my mom was just so thrilled to be part of that experience and, and picking the green peppers. And so there are lots of opportunities and in, in depending on your community, you know, just get on Google and do some research. A lot of local environmental organizations or your local city or town will have some sort of programming. Um, so it could be planting trees together. It could be cleaning up a park or if you live near the beach, we've done that lots of times and being, you know, being able to, to pick up that trash is so rewarding. You know, you are, you're changing the landscape and um, community gardens are very popular. A lot of, you know, they've been sprouting up <laughs> pun intended uh, all over the place. And you can, you know, really enjoy working together in the garden. And there are endless endless research studies showing the benefits of gardening. And, and, you know, maybe you have a garden and that's another way to engage with your grandkids to work in the garden together, to pick the produce, to cook together. I mean, that whole concept is just, there's so much family bonding that goes on. It's a relaxing experience. It gets them off the screens away from the television and, and doing something that, you know, is hands-on and again, a real sensory experience. One of the things that I have found for us when we do community service together is that it is, you know, for us, there, there's a lot of hurt. There certainly are some things that have happened in our lives that we, you know, are not enthused over. But when we are able to give to others, it just reminds us that we're not in this, you know, big crazy world alone, that there are other people that are hurting and, you know, we baggage and all are still able to help others and be present. So for us, that has been, that has been a really good experience. Yeah. And it's a great way to meet like-minded people. And, you know, sometimes the kids get, you know, their, their picture taken and in the local newspaper for, and it's rewarding and it, it's fun. And it, it just is a feel good experience all around for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You had mentioned some simplistic nature activities for families to enjoy together. We talked a little bit about those. You and I talked earlier about the possibility of doing a project with our upcoming membership. And I'm pretty excited about that. I, we have in this membership a family night that happens once a month. And we're excited to offer a variety of things for the family night. So we had talked about one project. I think that it sounds like a lot of fun. If you want to detail any of that. Sure. Well, yeah, another big piece of the nature bond family bonding is creativity. And again, creativity itself, being curious, um, getting lost in the moment, whether it's painting or doing music or writing or, or drawing, all, of, all the benefits of, of art and creativity are there. And then when you add layer on the nature aspect, you get even more uh, boost of, of happiness, right? So, you know, I think it would be wonderful if we did some sort of nature art project and, you know, maybe the families could go their, their assignment, their pre-assignment could be going on a little nature hike in, in their backyard or a local park in their neighborhood and collect some items that they find 
uh, pine cones, leaves, flower petals, um, sticks. And then we could create maybe a nature mandala together or some other sort of collage. Sometimes you, oh, I've seen some really amazing, um, you know, on, online where people will take these natural items and they'll create like cartoon characters. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and then they could always like do a bubble and, and, you know, create a story, a poem. I mean, the opportunity is endless to really dig in. And, and so they, it gets everybody outside and again, being mindful, looking around for what they can find, and then they get to be creative with it. So it, it's kind of like this ongoing project of, of nature, eco-happiness. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm really excited about the collaboration that we can do for the communities. You are, Sandy, pretty well published. You can be found in a number of locations. I'd like to share with our audience some of those places that they can find you. And then we could talk a little bit about your upcoming book, which must be really exciting for you. Our audience might be thrilled to be able to find you in a number of locations. You have been um, broadly published. You've been featured in the Washington Post. Chicken Soup for the Soul, one of my favorites, um, Scary Mommy, Very Well Family, and more. And maybe we should take a minute to tell our audience a little bit about your upcoming book. Sure. And I've also, what I, what I love, and maybe they can look for me in their own neighborhood, I've, I've been in a lot of regional parenting magazines as well. Um, there's one called, well, Philly tweens. And I'm just thinking of where you are, but they're all over the country. It's in like about 80 different regional parenting magazines. And that's been really fun to, to be able to spread the word as well, to, to reach parents and, and grandparents looking for ideas for activities uh, with their kids and, and other tips. And yeah, I'm really excited about my book. It's called Finding Eco Happiness, Fun Nature Activities to Help Your Kids Feel Happier and Calmer. And it, I start out by really walking you through the benefits of nature, you know, really digging deep into that and highlighting a lot of the, I like to call them the gurus of this field that have been working on this for years. And, and I really felt like my role as more of a journalist was to, to research all this and pull it all together in a, in a, in a great toolkit for everyone. So I have chapters that cover mindfulness, awe and gratitude volunteering, animals, food. And so each chapter really digs into why these aspects are beneficial to our health and happiness. And then I go through numerous activities you can do. There's meditations in there. There's ideas for volunteering. There's oh a whole section about foods that are known to help you feel calmer. I was just going to ask you, I did not know there was a food section. Tell me about the food section. I'm interested. Well, uh, this is something that was very important to me dealing with my own anxiety. Like the first thing I did was cut out caffeine, for example. So I talk about kind of some of the things to to cut out like sugar and the, the research on how sugar can actually feel like anxiety and cause more anxiety and the same thing for caffeine. And then I look at some of the calming uh, entities. Oh, water. That's an interesting one that if you're dehydrated, you can also have the same symptoms as you would, if you were having like a panic attack. So making sure, yeah, making sure you have enough water, um, and and hydration is so critical to controlling your, you know, your mental health and stress. And then there are some, 
you know, the whole idea of a Mediterranean diet, which I try to follow a lot of the elements in there, like nuts and omega threes, you know, fatty acids and um, lots of fruits and vegetables, you know, um, clean meats, all of that, you know, no white, white starches and all that, it all comes together. And it's like, you know, the Mediterranean diet is always the number one diet every year. And when you read my book, I don't really, you know, tell you that, but a lot of the elements in it, you know, that, that the calming foods and they are the, are part of the Mediterranean diet. So it's just kind of interesting. And, you know, it's a lot of balance, but that was a fun chapter. And I actually, um, I have a friend who's a physician who, who reviewed it. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad, you know, you gotta have that, make sure everything uh, works out for people so that, that, you know, I think it's a benefit and it's a step. It's another step. There's a whole chapter on animals. And although I'm not very, this was a tough one for me because I don't have a pet. I've never had a pet except maybe a goldfish when I was a kid. And I know most people have, you know, fairy pets. And so I, I, but I have lots of positive memories of, you know, horseback riding, pony rides, going to the zoo. You know, there's so many ways, even if you don't have a pet, even if you're not an animal lover per, per se, to still connect to wildlife and, and animals in other ways. And there's just so many incredible benefits, uh, you know, in that regard. So anyway, the book is a great handbook at the end of every chapter. There is a list of nature activities for you to try. You can challenge your family to, to check off the whole list. How many items are on the list? At least a hundred. Get out. Yeah. They're at the end of every chapter. And then there's also a resource list at at the end of every chapter. So if you want to dig into some more of the, I have um, books for the adults and then also lots of children's books in there that, that for each of those topics. I'm so excited for the book. I'm excited to get it and, and be able to utilize it for, for us. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You know, it it literally is a a book of fun nature activities. And then the reason behind to do it, you know, it's a, in a sense, it's a medicine. It's a, it's a way to naturally feel better. I also want to throw in that I also have a children's book coming out that goes hand in hand with, with this book and the concept of eco-happiness. It's called Sky's Search for Eco-Happiness. It's a children's picture book. And it's a great way to, to talk to your kids about this topic because mm-hmm. it's you know about a little girl who's feeling blue and she goes out and, and sees what her friends are doing and they all are experiencing nature in, in these positive ways. And mm-hmm. so I, I love the fact that you know, we as adults can, can really read and understand the reason behind these activities. And then we can engage with our kids and, and, uh, you know, explain to them as well, how it can help them feel better. Yeah. Is the children's book kid approved by your kids? (laughs) Definitely. My (laughs) daughter, uh, not only kid approved it, but she had edited it. She had lots to say (laughs) about it. You know, she, there, there are reasons why, uh, the little character now has a flower on her shirt because my daughter said she needed something on, you know, a design on that shirt. So she played a big role in the story and in the final book. So it was, it was exciting. And she has a little itch herself to write. And I said, oh, you should do it. You should do it. That's amazing. Is she working on something? A little bit here and there, you know, she started something and then kind of stopped, but you know, you get busy with school, but I think, you know, she, she loves writing and she loves reading and, uh, you know, I, I hope other people can enjoy this. And I just want, you know, everybody to, to be able to manage their own 
stress and anxiety and these challenging times and to, to have these tips and tools for their own family that, you know, this, this book is something I wish my parents had for me. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. People can find your book on Amazon. Is there, what should they search for when looking for the book to pre-order on Amazon today? Sure. Just search for finding eco happiness or my name, Sandy Schwartz. That's Sandy with an I. And then you can also find all kinds of goodies on my website, ecohappinessproject.com. I have blog posts, articles, uh, my newsletter, you can sign up. I also have a free quiz, a free nature habit quiz. I was going to mention that. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fun. So if you really have no idea where to begin and, you know, your kids are kind of dragging, the kids are like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to go outside. Well, this quiz will help figure out the best nature activities for them, depending on their own interests. So have them take the quiz because they'll get to answer fun questions like what kind, what's their favorite kind of birthday party and their dream vacation. And then you'll get this email with all kinds of great ideas for, for you guys to engage with nature. Yeah, absolutely. And where would you, other than your website, you have some social links. Would you like folks to come over, follow you there and check out what you're doing? Sure. Of course. Be social, right? Always. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at get G E T eco happiness. Awesome. And we will put all of these links in the show notes so that folks can find you. We've covered a lot and you have had just some really great ideas and things that folks can bring home do today. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. What would you like to leave us with? I just want to wish everyone, uh, you know, a, a world of, of filled with nature and eco happiness and to encourage everybody to start simple. And then like anything else, keep building that habit, keep challenging yourself. And before you know it, you'll be some avid hiker or camper out there, <laughs> stand up paddleboard, who knows, you know, there, the, there's so many options to engage with nature. And I hope that you find the the best habit and hobby for yourself and for your family. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have offered so much value. Just really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time. This was such a great conversation with Sandy. I hope you all got many ideas for building your own nature habits. I would love to hear what ideas you're going to implement in your home. Let's connect on Instagram or Facebook and let me know. And don't forget that Sandy has a free quiz on her website that will help you determine which nature activities are best for your grands. The link for that is in the show notes. I want to close today with a poem by R.W., a mad poet. Listen to the you. Hearken to me. Forget this world. Go hug a tree. Listen to the wind. Listen to the bee. Forget it all, just listen, it's free. Close your eyes, let happiness show. Forget this world, nature says hello. Free your spirit, release the mind. Listen to you, forget the grind. Sense vibrations, the lay of the land. Feel the chi of nature's hand. Open your mind, listen, don't peek. The tree is wise. The tree can speak. As always, friends, thank you for listening today. It is my absolute pleasure to serve you in this way. 
If you found this podcast meaningful to you, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps elevate the algorithm and allows more grand families to find us. We will see you next time.